Hello, everybody, and welcome to Monmouth College Conversations. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing, and every week during the academic year, I sit down with members of the Monmouth College community to talk to them about their interests, what they do, and things they've done. In this second edition of Monmouth College Conversations for the 2023-2024 school year, we're going to check in with the voice of Monmouth College Athletics, and that is none other than the inimitable Fighting Scott Sports Information Director, Nathan Beliva. Nathan is going to preview the 2023 fall sports season, which gets underway in a few days. Although it still feels very much like summer on the Illinois Prairie, Monmouth College fall sports teams have been preparing for their respective 2023 seasons for several weeks. Starting with members of the Fighting Scots football team, the remaining members of the cross-country, golf, soccer, tennis, and volleyball teams arrived early on campus in August to start their practices. Mama Sports Information Director Nathan Beliva is the person who reports, writes, and posts about all of that action. You can follow Nathan's work on the college's athletics website. That's mamascots.com. That's your official home on the World Wide Web for all things Fighting Scots related. Nathan also oversees Mama's athletic social media platforms. He calls play-by-play action for many Scots athletic events that are streamed online And he produces the outstanding Scott Scoop. That's an e-newsletter about Fighting Scots Athletics, which is published every week during the school year. During the school year, be sure to tune in to Monmouth Radio Station WRAM at 8.15 every Monday morning. That's when Nathan gives a weekly report about Fighting Scots Athletics, and that's usually followed by Monmouth football coach Chad Braun talking about the week that was and the week ahead. Just dial your radio dial to 94.1 on the FM frequency or 1330 on AM, or you can point your browser to 977WMOI.com to hear the live stream broadcast. WRAM also posts a podcast of every Mammoth interview on their website. Nathan says that after a summer hiatus, it's nice to have the Fighting Scots teams back together. And that includes a few new faces on the sidelines and on the court. Yeah, it's great to be back for the uh, the fall season and getting student-athletes on campus. We've been able to get them uh, cycled through already to get all their headshots taken and to get all their media day and, and, and game day graphic type. Uh, we call them the fun shots with our, our media shots that we do with, with Kent, our photographer. We got all that stuff done. We've done a couple team photos. Uh, we're going to start cycling through the rest of the team photos between now and, and the first game day for some of those teams. It's just easier to do. Like tennis, for example, it's easier to do it out on the court while they're all in their uniform and have their rackets a half an hour before the first match of the season and uh you know some team sets up better that way so we're just getting all that stuff getting organized getting the rosters set getting things done with the midwest conference with the ncaa and make sure everything's ready for our our first competition you have some new coaches this year in fighting scots 
Yeah, there's a couple a uh, couple new coaches uh, for the fall. Uh, Derek Brokemeyer is a head coach for for volleyball, uh, so he's the new head coach uh, for the uh, for the fall season. And then on football, there's two. Uh, well, since last season, uh, new full time assistants. Miles Norwood, who played at Purdue, uh, has been with us since March. He's been on campus and went through spring practice and and through the recruiting. Um, he's from Texas and uh, coached high school football in Texas, which we all know. Is a huge deal down there, but he played four years at uh, at Purdue as a defensive back. Um, was a, uh, a two way player in high school, wide receiver and in DB, and as uh, a speedster, was a track guy in high school too, with some some uh, big time records down in Texas, and uh, then played Big Ten football. So he's coaching the defensive backs, and then uh, Nate Graham, who graduated from here in uh, in, in 2022, who played um, you know with the with the team that won the title in 2019, um, and then. And, and then played through the the twenty one season and uh, is a, is a fifth year, uh, you know, coming back after COVID. So he's here now as the wide receivers coach, which shifts uh, Jack Healy over to be the quarterbacks coach uh, to complete the offense. The other coaches uh, are, are back from last year: Cooper Gosh on the defensive end, and then of course Joe Freitag, who's the offensive line coach and the offensive coordinator uh, under Chad Braun, who's uh, head coach, ready for his uh, his ninth year here uh, is the head coach and uh, overall has been. Here here uh, since 2000, so a long time uh, now for Coach Braun, 15 years as defensive coordinator, and now into the head coach, and has the fifth highest winning percentage uh, in Division Three for all active coaches with at least 50 games under their belt. Um, other assistants we've got on the uh, soccer side, uh, Cole Schreiner is a full-timer. He's going to be an assistant for both the men and women, helping out both teams there, uh, is a full-time assistant with us. Uh, he started in, in um, July and, uh, and came on board there. Uh, um, and, and then also for the fall, Kaylee Woodard, who graduated from here just a couple years ago, uh, whose dad, Brian Woodard, is the longtime track coach and now uh, head coach there. But Kaylee is, uh, is an assistant to help out. She, uh, she works full time uh, off campus and then comes in here as a, uh, an assistant coach to work with volleyball. And it'll be here first year. Some of the players that are here you know, were her teammate uh, two years ago in 2021 when she was the newcomer of the year and uh, one of the best defensive players in, uh, in Division III uh, for for volleyball so uh she's here as assistant coach so that uh that rounds up the assistant coaches and the head coaches for the fall that are that are new let's uh start with football how how does the 2023 season look for the fighting scots I think for football, you know, it looks a lot like it did last year. There's a lot of fifth-year seniors that took advantage of that COVID year that, to come back. Uh, some of those are some key players and in, in some key positions. Um, you know, when you bring back a, a preseason All-American center and, and Derek Brown, who was the offensive line MVP last year, and you've got your quarterback who was all-conference and Carter Boyer, that's a nice nucleus to have right down the middle uh, with, with center and, and quarterback. Uh, on the defensive side, Tanner Tomaski is here for a fifth year uh at linebacker and uh, michael lord at cornerback and uh, uh dylan bowen a tight end on, on offense so uh, there's a handful of fifth year guys that are back and then there's going to be um you know a bunch of uh, emerging juniors and, and seniors. Nate Thornton had a breakout year last year as a junior wide receiver um, with, with 15 touchdowns and um, well over a thousand yards receiving. Uh, it has a nice connection, obviously, with, with Carter there. Uh, so that's great on defense. I mean, Tevin Baker finished last year uh, with the, with the monster run at the end of the year. Had a big punt return uh, off a block for a touchdown in the bowl game. Brant Baltus next to him. They were both uh, all conference on that defensive line. Uh, Caleb Ende 
Endicott in uh, uh, the linebacker role, and then Nick Harris, who's a cornerback and a punt returner, was all-conference and D3 football all-region along with Nate Thornton and, and Derek Brown. Obviously, you lose some key players. You know, you, you lose Corbin Personnet, uh, who was an All-American two years in a row on that defensive line. Uh, you lose Devin Lawrence, who was a big-time running back. Jake Yeraz, who was a fifth-year wide receiver last year. Um, you know, Addison Fletcher, who was an All-Region punter uh, and, a, and a Monmouth native. So you lose some key spots in there, but there's a lot of leadership. There's a lot of fifth-year guys and uh, 58 freshmen uh, onto that football roster. There's some key spots there. I think we're going to get to know some of those freshmen pretty quick uh, uh, in some of those key spots um, throughout the field. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll see them on the road first at Wartburg and then that home opener family weekend against Chicago on September 9th. You mentioned football opens at Wartburg. That's certainly going to be a tough game. It's at Wartburg. They were a Final Four team last year. But what I like about Chad Braun and how he runs the program is he lets the team figure out who they are and how good they are right from the first game of the season. Yeah, you know, he likes to challenge them. He mentioned that at the at a rotary meeting this week and, and I know we'll talk about it next week on, on radio with the with this pregame stuff with, with Sean to start the week uh here locally. But um, you know, he likes to challenge them. He likes to, to see where they are. He wants them to, to face a, a big tough opponent. It's obviously gonna help your strength of schedule, it's gonna help your team grow towards the end of the year if you do um you know, if you do happen to pull off the upset and beat the number five team in the, in the country or number three in a couple of rankings, um, then you're getting some notoriety as well. And, and some of that ranking stuff and, and, you know, that's how you get a home playoff game, you know, come that time, because you've got that big non-conference win uh, against another team that's probably in the playoffs as well. So those, there's a, there's a lot of factors in there, a lot of reasons why you should play that team. And again, when you've got an automatic bid and you only play one non-conference game, uh, a loss in that non-conference game, unlike in Division One Power Five teams, not the end of the world, right? You know, you still uh, can can win your conference, win your automatic bid, and go to the playoffs no matter what happens in in week one in that non-conference game when you only have one of them. Um, it's not like there's two or three of them. It's not like you're you're only four conferences are sending a team to the playoffs. Uh, you know, everybody is. So uh, you might as well go play the best team that you could play and see where you stack up and, and, uh, and go from there. New regime and volleyball this year. How's the volleyball team shaping up? Yeah, you know, having watched volleyball practices through the windows into Glenny so far, you know, it, it looks like they're having a lot of fun. Um, a handful of the volleyball players work for me. Uh, once the season's over, they're not able to work a whole lot during volleyball season, a little bit in the office, but um, they, they seem like they're having a lot of fun, that the chemistry's been built up pretty quick with the new coaching staff. Uh, I know they're they're learning some new roles. Some players switch positions. Uh, they've got a handful of freshmen. There's a transfer from Iowa Wesleyan uh, that, that mixed in there, too, so they're learning some new players, learning some new roles. I believe they're playing a different uh, a different formation, at least than where they uh, ended the year last year. So that's a, a bit of a change for them as well. But they, they seem to be having fun. The confidence level seems pretty high, and uh, and it looks like they're they're ready to go. It's it's an interesting schedule because they start the year with three straight tournaments, uh, which is a little different. The last couple of years we've played a couple tournaments early and then one at the end of the year. But the conference schedule switched, so now. 
now our bye week for conference isn't that last week. Um, and this year we'll play Grinnell on, on senior day, that last week of the regular season, where the last couple of years that was our bye week. We went to a tournament over at Central. Um, so we've got a tournament at Grinnell, a tournament at North Central, and a tournament in Dubuque those first three weeks, uh, which means we play 11 matches uh, either on the road or neutral site until we have our home opener on September 19th. So it's a while until we play a game at home, being September 19th. It's, all, it's a month after practice starts before you get a home game, and then we get a bunch of them right in a row. You know, we're home on the 19th, we're home on the 22nd, we're home on the 29th, home on the 30th, and just boom, right in a row with uh, with volleyball games at home once we get those games started. And I, I think they'll be fun to watch and uh, looking forward to, um, to them getting back to the Midwest Conference Tournament like they did two years ago. You're listening to Monmouth College Conversations. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Office of Communications and Marketing. I'm talking to the voice of Fighting Scots Athletics, Monmouth College Sports Information Director Nathan Beliva. A reminder to not only follow Monmouth Athletics on social media, but also be sure to sign up for Nathan's excellent Scott Scoop e-newsletter. You can do both of those things by pointing your browser to mammothscots.com. Now let's get back to my conversation with Monmouth Sports Information Director Nathan Beliva. Nathan mentioned that this will be the first season for Monmouth Volleyball Coach Derek Bruckheimer. Last year was Brady Hunt's first season as Monmouth's cross-country coach, and Nathan says that Monmouth's cross-country teams will be well-traveled in 2023. Yeah, cross country. Uh, back with with Coach Brady Hunt in his second year with uh, with cross country to get them going. Uh, last year hosting the uh, Midwest Conference uh, meet here at Gibson Woods. This year it'll be out in Grinnell. They've got a, a bunch of different meets scheduled. Summer same as last year. A couple of them are new, um, but they're they're all through Iowa and, and Illinois down to Peoria at Bradley up in the Quad Cities uh, over at Grinnell. Um, you know, a couple couple different spots there for their meets, and they've got a handful of freshmen to come in. Couple strong runners coming back on both the men's and women's side. Uh, Will Plumley had a, a good finish last year in the uh, Midwest Conference meet uh, with with Eli Newton. As far as the returners go, uh, you know, lead, leading the way there. And uh, you know, then Eli had a great track season. Uh, so I know Coach is hoping that. He, uh, you know, can can springboard off of what he did in track, uh, you know, finishing uh, in, up in the top uh, in in indoor, and, and then again in outdoor, having some top ten times in Monmouth history in the eight hundred and the fifteen hundred, and then can extend that out for uh, for the cross country numbers. and uh, And there's a, a handful of, of freshmen on the women's team too that I know they're excited about that'll then double up for track come next year. But there's a few returners there as well with Skylar Gary and, and Lindsey Eaton being the the veterans uh, among that re- returning crew on the uh, the women's side so they'll get things going right away here September 1st and I uh, don't have any home meets this year uh, but they'll they'll run through and then and then get to uh, run through the season and then go to Grinnell for the Midwest Conference Championships at the end of October. You mentioned that soccer this year is going to have sort of a floating assistant coach Talk about how that can improve both the both the women's and the men's soccer team, the benefits that can have for them. 
Yeah, I think having a you know a dual assistant coach is is great. I'm I'm sure there are a couple of of times where you know it's, there's going to have to be a, a decision made on which team you go with in the non conference. But in the conference play in Midwest Conference, they're all double headers um, on Saturdays, and then when they're midweek, for example, if we host Knox and the men on Tuesday, then we host Knox and the women on Wednesday. If we go to IC on the women on Tuesday, we go to IC for the women on Wednesday. Um, so those games aren't being played at the same time there's a couple conflicts early in the season where um you know the the men might have a game here and the women are practicing at the same time but then they both go on the same road trip to um to madison when they, when they play edgewood and, and rockford up on that trip so you know he uh he and cole can pull uh, double duty and be the assistant coach for both teams but it really gives both coaches an, an extra uh you know set of eyes and in um you know as far as the evaluation progress but most importantly it gives you another person out on the recruiting trail um men's soccer IHSA boys soccer is playing at the same time. So it's one of those things where if it's a, uh, a Wednesday night and we have practice and there's a team playing that, that, that coach wants to see, he couldn't go to that game last year. Now he can stay at practice. He can send Coach Schreiner out to that game to recruit, or Coach Schreiner can stay at practice and Coach Hatlelli can go out to recruit. Women's a little different because the IHSA season's in the spring, so it's opposite of, of our season. But then in the spring, they can be in two places for a, a big regional game, and, and Coach Henderson can go to one spot, or maybe he's at a game in Iowa and Coach Schreiner's at a game in Illinois. Um, they do a lot of those clinics too. And then, you know, looking at your expertise, each coach has a different expertise, right? Like coach Henderson on the women's side was a goalkeeper. Um, you know, coach Hatlelli on the men's side was a field player. So now you work in to where coach Schreiner was and you look at his level of expertise and his position and you can get different things and and deal with them differently. I'm sure for coach Schreiner and I have not talked to him yet. It's going to be part of our, uh, interview process that we do once they get a couple games and scenes under the belt, but I'm interested to know, um, you know, does he approach them differently? You know, coaching men, coaching women at the college age, it's not the same. No, even if the sports is the exact same like it is for soccer, there's things that are different, whether it's the physicality, whether it's the, uh, you know, is one, one more mental than the other? Do they do different types of plays? You know, size is different, right? You know, a goalkeeper on the men's side might be six foot three. Uh, if you've got a woman uh, goalkeeper at six foot three, She's probably playing at the Division One level and not the Division Three level, right? So, uh, you know, there's a lot of differences there um, as far as they as far as they go. Just being around the teams, there's a lot of differences too. What you know, what they're doing, how how they bond, how they come together with chemistry. You know, well, the the things that they they do and they talk about. So, I'm interested to talk to Coach Schreiner, working with with both of those teams on how he approaches them differently. Uh, you know, working with one and, and then the other, and that's something we'll do at some point in September after he's got a few games under his belt both tennis and golf have the women's and the men's team competing but the focus really is on the women's team and both of those sports in the fall Yep, they they all they all play. Um, the men's tennis will only play a couple matches in the in the fall. Um, one of those is family weekend when the women and men will both play against St. Ambrose on that Friday night here at home. Um, but as far as the conference competitions go, uh, those focus on the women here in the fall and the men in the spring. Um, so for uh, for tennis, for example, the the women will play all their conference opponents here in the fall. 
men will go play all the conference opponents in March and April. Uh, the, the Midwest Conference singles and doubles meet uh, for tennis is in uh, October up in the Madison area for the women. And then the men will play theirs in, in April. Same with golf. Uh, the men will golf just as much as the women do in the fall. But their conference tournament through the, the SLIAC that we're in, the St. Louis uh, Interscholastic Athletic Conference, um, they will play in the um, the fall for the women. That will be in Metamora. Uh, down by Peoria come uh, October. Then the men will play in, in April for their three-day event. But golf, they pretty much play the same um, schedule. There's a couple times where there might be a men's-only uh, event or there's one women's-only event. But for a lot of them, they're both going to say, like, when we host here uh, September 16th, 17th, it's men and women uh, playing. Same thing when they go up to uh, Rock Island to get the season started here this opening weekend. Uh, there's a meet that they both go to in Wisconsin uh, as well. There used to be a meet that they went to at Iowa Wesleyan. Uh, they've replaced that on the schedule with a, with a different different golf meet. So, the golfers stick more together. Tennis, they play different teams with the exception of them both playing St. Ambrose, uh, you know, come September. But it's focus on the women in the in the fall. We'll focus on the men in the spring, but they both get to compete pretty much year-round when the when the weather cooperates, which, uh, you know, here, here in Illinois, you're never sure when that's going to happen. That's Nathan Believa. He's the voice of Fighting Scots Athletics as Monmouth College's Sports Information Director. Be sure to keep your internet browser dialed to the college's athletics website, monmouthscots.com. It's your official home on the World Wide Web for all things Fighting Scots related. And that's a wrap on this second episode of Monmouth College Conversations for the 2023-2024 school year. You can tell us what you think about this program, or you can add to the conversation by firing off an email to us at news at monmouthcollege.edu. Be sure to put conversation in the subject line. Until our next conversation, this is Dwayne Bonifer, the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Thanks so much for listening. So long, everybody, and have a nice day.